Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Today on the show, all our favorite players are going to Arizona, so maybe we should too. We'll also talk about the latest spring training cuts and we'll speculate on what the Orioles opening day rotation could look like. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, Welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your daily stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde. Go Diamondbacks! Woohoo! And the button lover, Josh Sroka. We all knew he'd come in all fired up about the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I mean, it's the only team I actually have gear for other than my beloved Orioles. And we're also joined by Dylan Atkinson in studio today, friend of the show. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you. It's great to be here again. Yeah, long time no see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to hear your, your take on some Orioles stuff. I get tired of hearing Josh and Bert <laughs> and their terrible Orioles We've Oriole become takes. very predictable. Yeah. So, Dylan, what have you been up to? You're, you're still writing for Utah Street Report. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, it's been a good run so far. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, after we shut down at Orioles and Censor, I, I, I took some time off from writing for a bit and then uh, hopped on with Utah Street Report and been writing since. Yeah, that's cool. Um. What's the me. most? What's the most? I know. What's, what's the most recent article you've written for Utah Street Report? Uh, most recently talked about Cedric Mullins. Okay, where, where basically uh, it looks like he got the center field torch passed off to him by Adam Jones, but not uh, so fast, muchacho. Not so fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll get we'll, we'll get into that stuff. Um. Yeah, and we'll get into to. I also should mention on today in the show, my Liberty Flames. Uh, thrilled to announce that they won the Atlantic Sun, so they're going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Belmont, Bert, your alma mater, not not quite as lucky. Oh, uh, they won the Atlantic Sun Conference? Yeah, the Atlantic Sun. Yeah. Belmont used to dominate the Atlantic Sun Conference until <laughs> they got too good for it, and they put them in the Ohio Valley Conference, where they've been a perennial number one seed, even though they happen to lose a championship game every once in a while. Yeah, Perennial! Well, well, this is our first year in the Atlantic Sun because we we dominated the Big South for a while. All right, so now, maybe you're on the yeah. fast track. We just yeah. got to stay one head, mm-hmm. ahead, one step ahead of the Liberty Flames. Yeah. We should clarify: Liberty is your alma mater, Belmont is my alma mater. Yeah. Thus, we have a friendly rivalry we're, for we're, no reason. We're, we're, we're still waiting for them to meet in the final right. four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, two schools that do nothing. That's right. Yeah, and uh, it's right. better than no school. Have Maybe. you heard of We Beat Lipscomb? <laughs> In the for the championship, we used to dominate Lipscomb because they're in Nashville, right? Area? Yeah, right down the road. Yeah. They we have the uh, Battle of the Boulevard. 
I heard from both you guys yesterday, and it was just about this crap. It was you texting saying, hey, Liberty, if they win, they're in. Yeah, Bert, Bert, Bert's ESPN. throwing his phone in my face. Dick Vitale says that Belmont should be in. Yeah, Dick Vitale <laughs> and Michael Wilbon both said Belmont is, should be an Michael at-large Wilbon bid. Yeah, that. man, I'm looking forward yeah. to this. I think Lipscomb, who we beat, should be an at-large bid, too. A um, little update on, on, on the kid. You oh, know, boy. Yeah, we talked before, and this is really the opening segment still, and I'm sorry you have to sit through this. But my mom listens to the show, and she doesn't really like baseball. But I do updates on the kid just for mom. So, mom, <laughs> I, I should call you more. I'm sorry. But here's the update. Every subscriber counts. On Silas and uh, his aggressive behavior. So, I have a problem. My two-year-old is hitting my baby. Uh, Faye, violently hitting. We've done timeouts and positive reinforcements. That that, that has been effective. It's so, it's working. Yeah. But I've been struggling with a larger issue. Uh, and this whole thing has gotten me to question what I'm doing with Silas and this whole thing, right? And you know what I realized? I have nothing in common with Silas. <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem. Except yeah. for the hidden. Yeah, well, maybe the aggressive behavior. But I cannot relate at all to the kid. It's making me question the whole thing about parenthood at all altogether. All like, I, I'm starting to regret this whole parenthood thing because I'm trying to think, figure out things to do with Silas, who's two, and we have nothing in common. He wants to sit around all day and, and watch... Um, Daniel Tiger's na- yeah. na- neighborhood, and he wants to go outside when it's raining, and he wants to play hide and seek, but he thinks like just standing up against the wall counts as hide and seek. <laughs> and then even if you try to pretend and say, "Silas, where are you?" at that moment he runs out screaming, so like he right. doesn't even get hide and seek. I just have nothing <laughs> in common with the kid, so it's making our relationship kind of rough right now. Well, your your kids are also pretty close in age, so that's going to make it rough with the the hidden and jealousy of each other and all yeah. that. I just want something in common. You should have went with the big gap like Bert and I went. Yeah. Well, uh, he is still just two. Uh, like, nobody has anything in common with a two-year-old. Yeah, it's true. So That's you're, true. You're not going to find a lot at two, but, you know, give it a few more years. Right. I, I have better? Me, okay. and my, me and my son have the same wardrobe of Diamondbacks gear and Captain <laughs> Marvel t-shirts. That's, like, all we wear all day long. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it time. I won't, I won't take, get rid of them yet. Did you take Albie to Captain Marvel? No, I took my oldest daughter, but uh, I'll probably go see it again and take him. Yeah. He goes to all the Marvel movies. Okay. All right. We're all fiends. Right. We're hooked. Hey, but I've been, I've been watching a lot of that Daniel Tiger show because it's actually a pretty decent show, and it's the one thing we can do together Sure. that I don't mind. I don't want to you know pull my hair out of. And it's, why, it's why, a, why Daniel Tiger? Why not pull out Mr. Rogers? Oh, I have, but now he doesn't want it anymore. He's like, it's <laughs> too boring for him or something. Okay. Yeah, it is kind of boring. It, I know. It Episode is. one was like all about divorce too, which is a little bit heavy for some. Oh yeah, Mister Rogers was always like, if you go back, it's always like heavy topics, adult stuff. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't play around. Um, and like you'll just watch him play with blocks for like twenty minutes. <laughs> all right, yeah. right Mister Rogers. He never make it in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but I'm still gonna try to get him into it once he's a little bit older because I think Mister Rogers is full of wisdom. Um, but you know what they need? Because every episode with da- with Daniel Tiger and sure our listeners know. <laughs> But it's all like he learns how to deal with his anger in one episode, mm. or he learns how to express his love for other people in another episode. Yeah, which is that's because it's made by Mister Rogers' people. Right, and that's what Mister Rogers was are about. Mr. Roger characters. Right, and that's what Mister yeah. Rogers did was always had a a overall topic like that. Yeah, but what do you think about this, Josh? They need Daniel Tiger for adults. I want a thirty-four-year-old Mister. I mean, a thirty-four-year-old Daniel Tiger, who has an older brother who's a nerd, who has um, uh, a, a dad like, or a mom you, with more Twitter followers. I know where you're going with this. You want, want Daniel Tiger for millennials. 
to yeah. teach them how to be humans. Yeah, just teach them how to be kind to one another. Right. How, how to, to use Twitter. How to actually work. Yeah, how, how to get a job. <laughs> exactly. And how to, how to how to not quit halfway through. I just want a I think you're onto something there. Am I onto something? Sure. I think I am. <laughs> I think I'm onto something. I thought you were starting to describe your own family. Oh yeah, I was too. <laughs> I, well, want, I, I, want, I, I detoured that. I want David Taggart <laughs> to have an older sister who FaceTimes instead of calls because FaceTime is awesome. When Why don't you just call or better yet text? I don't got to FaceTime me every time. That's that's a dig does, at someone I know. Does she FaceTime you, Bert? Uh, like if no, you're at work, no, does she FaceTime it's you? the baby. No. She's only FaceTiming you for the baby. It's no, not she, for you. No, no that, it's, it she's not. Grad school stuff. Yeah, it's okay, really that, boring that, stuff. That, never mind. FaceTime. <laughs> Whatever. I don't like FaceTime. I rarely have a shirt on gotta put it on that's not true what am i doing who does that but i right. feel like that's the fear of I FaceTime. You every time you FaceTime, FaceTime. i'm on the toilet or every time you facetime i don't I'm, i don't have any clothes on but that has never happened to me never or, once or the baby's eating has someone facetime me and i've been um um nude or or on the toilet not once has someone face, but i feel right. like that's the big complaint yeah don't facetime me i'm on the toilet always oh well, we learned last week 10 a.m is when we facetime you then yeah don't facetime me 10, at 10 a.m that's my time um, I want to also, before we get into the Orioles, one other thing, just got to clear all this, clear, clear the air here. Last week I asked listeners, if you have a fantasy baseball team, let me know. Oh yeah. 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 I want to reiterate how much our listeners suck. I, I did get one invert to invitation from Dave Westwood, which I appreciate everyone else. Bupkiss. You guys are all dead to me. Our listeners wow. who didn't invite me to their fantasy team. I told you, you, you were late. There were a whole bunch of, I know I was earlier. late to the drafts. I know, I know, I know, I know. But anyway. Um, I, I got into the fantasy of the league with, with Dave, but there was a problem. Uh, it's, uh, I got, I got my team. It was keepers. So I don't know how any of this so you works. Didn't, didn't, you didn't get to draft anyone. You were just given a team. Yeah. And then like you draft all the free agents and there's actually a lot of good ones because a couple of teams left. Uh, but then I got, um, the, these series of emails. This is from March 7th. Uh, March 7th says, uh, not rushing. I got an email from the guy who runs the league, right? Not rushing you, but you picked your keepers and messaged me that you have no, that, that, that you have. No pressure. Thanks. I never responded to that email. Okay. Um, <laughs> next message. Here I comes got, the pressure. Next message. I got March 8th. Uh, hi, Matt. I will choose your top 20 ranked players. The draft officially begins in about two hours. Thanks. So okay. I never responded. Um, <laughs> next email. I told you. I told you. Baseball, you were the worst kind of person. I told you. Any the problem with <laughs> baseball fantasy is it's way too demanding. Um, it's your turn. Uh, it's your turn to draft. Simply grab one player from the free agent list before your time runs out. Thanks. Didn't respond. Didn't, didn't log respond. In. <laughs> Next email. Um, well, well, this this continues. Uh, Matt, you only have two two and a half hours to to respond. Um, and this goes on. And then the uh, net, net, uh, this is the next post right on the Yahoo thing. Uh, did Team Wave pick? And by the way, my team name is Team Wave. Because I'm pro wave, um, okay. Because you're pro yeah. wave, I get sure. it. Um, <laughs> Why not? And this is Dave saying, "I'm the one that got Matt into the league." Um, I would Sorry. say that being new, was there an he's apology? Probably not aware of the offline draft and wasn't chopping at the bit like the rest of us. Uh, and so there's this debate, like what to do with my picks now that they're having. They're trying to kick you and out I of missed, the league before the season starts. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> you know what happened though? In Yahoo, it was automatically set up for my all my uh, all the messages to go to my Yahoo email. Wow, Strokey at Yahoo, an email address <laughs> that I made in college and I haven't checked since college. Wow, Strokey? Wow, Strokey. Okay. I had a lot of nicknames in college. One of them was Strokey, okay? Don't judge. And uh, I don't want to ask any further right, questions. I'm judging. I'm judging. I'm How about judging. that wow? 
I don't remember what Why Wow. Uh, you you and the uh, like World of Warcraft. No, it's it's well, it's better than the other one, which was my nickname was Stroke It. Strokey was better as opposed to Stroke It. <laughs> mm. Um, but that's why all my emails are going to my Wow Strokey, and so I didn't get any of the emails, and so then I updated it. You know, if I had an email that was Wow Strokey. Yeah. I would sign up for a new email before joining a fantasy team. I wouldn't want to share that oh, email. Oh, everyone can see my email? That's Wow Strokey? Yeah, it says Team Wave is hosted by Wow Strokey. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> but who uses a Yahoo email account? My mom. Anyway. What are we doing? That, that doesn't help now? with the argument. <laughs> no, my mom actually does have a Yahoo email address. Really? Does she yeah. use it? That's like a primary yes, email? that's her main email. I've oh. never met another person whose primary email is a yeah. Yahoo email. She's holding out. Right. I have a Yahoo email, but it's just for fantasy. What's your Yahoo Soroka Josh. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> what? Strokey stupid. Wow. It's not Strokey Josh? <laughs> no. no, I learned years and Josh years ago, Strokey. you use your name for your email. I know, before that. <laughs> in well, fact, if I log into we... anything, I use my name. Okay, Josh, but you're old enough. That's not what we do when you first got an email. What, what's the most embarrassing email address you guys have ever had? Uh, when when instant messenger was a thing? <laughs> yeah, instant messenger. I had a bunch right. of like, fake ones. Instant messenger, messenger account. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was the Damn. BM king. The BM King? Yeah, bowel movements. <laughs> BM King. Yeah, that was me. If, if you ever right. got harassed you know, on AOL, it's a message from I, the BM King. I, it was probably me. I wish I could quickly change your name on the uh, on the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, I don't still use AOL Instant Messenger, but... But it's time to bring the name back. Let's bring out, bring back the BM King at <laughs> section336.com. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm, anyway, I now get the emails. <laughs> gotcha. I, I change it to my my Gmail account, mm. and so I'm, I'm up to date now. Dave, I'm sorry, um, you're probably getting a rough time for, from your uh, fellow fantasy. I, I tried to warn you. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I get it now. I'm in. I'm in now until my next faux pas. <laughs> right <laughs> until, <laughs> until they need more work. Until they send you another email that you ignore. Yeah, like I still this thing this draft happens. I guess over the course of I think the whole season or something because we're only in round two yet. So I, at least I didn't miss the whole thing. Maybe there's only two. No, no, there's. I, I, get, I still got uh, three open spots on my roster. Yeah, that's for free agents. No, no, we're, the draft's still happening. Okay. All right. All right. Good luck with that. At least I think it is, Dave. <laughs> if it's not, <laughs> let me know. All right. Glad you know how that league works. Yeah, I'm. I'm on top of things clearly. So. All right, let's get to some Orioles. That's why we got Dylan here. Not talking <laughs> about email names. He suffered all of our all stories. Right. Oh, we're good. Yeah. What do you want? To, you want to start with Arizona? Dylan, did you have any nicknames in high school? Any good nicknames? Nothing good, really. Not that I can remember. Yeah, I was called Doofus a lot too, but that's not really a nickname. <laughs> that's more uh, that's what they call me. I'm just kidding. No one called me Doofus. That's a weird thing for high schoolers to call each other Doofus yeah, in the no. late had, '90s. Yeah, I had some not safe for work nicknames. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let, let's start with this. Can, mm-hmm. You want to start with Adam Jones? Yeah, let's start with that. Joke. Baltimore, great baseball city. This is now my town, so just want to relish it and uh, just win baseball games. I didn't get here by myself. There's just hundreds of people on the way who have helped me out, who have guided me, given me maybe a word of wisdom throughout my life, and I've taken it and used it, and I just appreciate the moment. I just appreciate the opportunity. That's really what it, what it was all about. Jones over, and he makes the catch! The Gold Glover putting on a show right now in center field. Oh, what a catch! Spectacular play! 
I definitely want to make a mark in the city as just someone who in the community is going to give his 100% to try to make a difference. You know, I said if, I, if I'm able to help one kid do something positive, I think I've uh, succeeded. And, you know, so far I've helped a couple hundred. Jones going back on his horse, warning track wall, and makes the catch! One of the greatest catches you'll ever see was just made by Adam Jones. Jones back, and he caught it! He took away a home run! I took advantage of opportunity here in Baltimore to play every day, and I haven't looked back. So that was the video that the Orioles put out uh, a little bit earlier today, right before the show, kind of show some appreciation for Adam. Yeah, it was well done. So finally, when he leaves, they actually show appreciation for him. That's cool, <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. that the? I mean, wh- well, I think there's a difference between the warehouse showing appreciation for him and the new guys who yeah. may have not moved to Baltimore yet showing appreciation. Is this for where him. Manny was getting at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you want to talk about someone who was not shown the love? I think Adam Jones has a beef there. I'm waiting for his quotes. Yeah, I know. Um, Me but too. He, he probably won't give quotes. You hear Manny's quote about uh, we're not going to win the, at the yeah, NL yeah. West, but we <laughs> got to shot the wild card. We got to shot the wild card. That, that's how you bring hope to to your. Team. He really said that. Really yes, said he did. That. Interesting. Yeah. I really like Manny. That's, he's honest. No one talks <laughs> well, anymore. Oh, well, that's Manny's also honest. that's I after his that. comment of. Uh, I want. I'm gonna always be a villain. Yeah, I like that too. I didn't even know he was a villain, especially in the in <laughs> in uh, San Diego. And we don't have enough villains in this league anyway. I'm we will these... never have a villain in San Diego. Well, I'm sick of all these young, cool, exciting players. Where are the hateable players? Yeah, I want more hateable players. Look up. There's not enough Puigs out there in this world. We need steroids so like back to get those hate, yeah, that hatred yeah. back. Uh, but let's focus on Adam Jones. Favorite me- memories. Let's start there. There's a. I think there's a lot to digest with Adam Jones. I want to get to All kind right. of our reactions of him not being on the Orioles and if the Orioles could have signed him for three millions. But before we get there, do uh, you guys have favorite memories of Adam Jones? What what comes to mind when you hear Adam Jones? Yeah, I think with his legacy. I think the 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 highlight memory of him in Baltimore. I mean, on the field, it's that it's that Willie Mays catch is probably the best play he's ever made. But the highlight, the first thing that comes to mind is has to be him going around the warning track with the flag. The flag. And recreating all those memories that we have as kids of Cal, but in the celebration where we had not seen that in Baltimore before uh, in a long, long time. So I think it's got to be that celebration of, of, for me, that that stands out with Jones. I uh, I completely agree. I was going to mention the, the over-the-shoulder catch in, in Seattle as well as my most favorite play that, that he's ever made. I think that was 2011. Um, also him going around the warning track as well, but also for me, it's also how, uh, how vocal he was, mm. you know, in post-game pressures or anything, especially if, uh, in situations like when Manny was getting thrown at by Boston the entire time, you always saw, you always saw Jones talking yeah, after the game. Right, he always gave his honest opinion and it, he was definitely the vocal voice of the Orioles. Totally. I think of, uh, the Cal Ripken statue night. When the Yankees took the lead in the eighth inning and then uh, all the Yankees fans were rubbing it in our faces yeah. that they were going to beat us on Kyle Ripken night, and that lasted for about 20 minutes until <laughs> Jones hit, what, like a three-run homer or something. <laughs> um, what also stands out to me is uh, 
the uh, Orioles social media night that I was fortunate to oh attend my. a few years ago, go. where uh, Adam Jones caught, you know, they caught him on a bad day, I think, right. talking that, about how uh, his favorite best, part of Baltimore was the airport. Yeah. And, He's not uh, wrong. And that the the crabs, the steamed crabs, don't be fooling ourselves. The crabs in Maryland are really from Louisiana. <laughs> that, that that went over well. Uh, and you remember, I, I just pulled this uh, up on my phone. This was uh, August of 2014, so that was a good year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had prepared the question I was going to ask Adam Jones if oh, they yeah. gave me the opportunity. Hey, Adam, what's up? I am the zany Burt Rohde from Section 336, <laughs> Baltimore's best sports talk. And I liken myself as an admirer of uniforms, throwbacks, alternates, and such. <laughs> My guess is you're probably the same way with the way you wear your socks and the addition of the orange stripes. Big fan, by the way. But anyway, I was curious to know which unis around the league, besides the Orioles, obviously, <laughs> do you think are the best looking? Maybe even your thoughts on the worst looking ones. Any classic favorites of yours? And I never got to get that answer. I think it's we're better off that you didn't get to ask that question. <laughs> that's, Could you imagine the audio gem? That's the greatest question that's ever been asked. <laughs> it's it may be the longest question. I want to see how long, yeah, how long yeah. you would have gotten down. That's like a they, fan fest microphone next, hog. Yeah. Oh Why? yeah. Yeah. That'd there, be great fan fest. There question. should have been some like you lose a bet, you got to ask that question at fan fest. <laughs> no, they do. Do they still let the kids ask questions? Because yeah. once Albie can read. I'll be writing out all of his questions for him to read but over it, the phone. You will. We know that's coming. <laughs> but, I, but I love the idea of a grown adult asking a kid-like question. <laughs> and trying to hit, like, saying unis. Like, right. <laughs> like, like someone asks about Frank Robinson and everyone laughs at him. Then you get up and ask a uniform <laughs> question. Yeah, I sh and I should save that question for uh, the the... Uh, season ticket holder only yeah. that privately got in early right. we're all and the we're old, all asking the old, stupid questions. Yeah. <laughs> all the old bitter people, that's when you use it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only hey, thing, Mike Elias, I am the Zany Burt Rohde from Section exactly. 336. <laughs> the only thing I would change about it is just leave off the Section 336, all right? Don't, don't <laughs> right. bring us into this. But the rest was beautiful. They'll love that guy. Um, when I think of Adam Jones, I think of him making a diving catch while blowing a bubble. Mm. Who else does that? I think that's a great... That's the first image that comes to mind. Right. Uh, his bubble blowing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also think of, um, it's not, it didn't happen in an Orioles uniform, but, you know, robbing Manny Machado in the World Baseball Classic of a home run, which is just such a great highlight. Um, and then, like, for Adam Jones, like, you got to talk about all the off-the-field stuff, right? Like, almost more than anyone. He's won every off-field award there is to win. Yeah. Um, and so I know a lot of people help with the community, but Adam Jones seems to help on a kind of a different level than most players. Are there any video clips of Manny Machado with a sledgehammer busting out walls in schools and stuff? No, but there are video clips of him bowling. Okay. And remember, <laughs> remember, he did a, a lot for the community. In the state of Maryland. He did a lot for the state. I've seen a video of him in a hot tub on the back of a in yacht. A yacht! <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no ugly tattoos on Adam Jones that we know of. Uh, but yeah, and, and you'll remember Adam Jones for his voice, both on Twitter, um, kind of <laughs> almost speaking for the fans. I didn't always understand him on Twitter, but like... Clearly, you don't want my opinion. Right. <laughs> clearly advocating for the Orioles to be yeah. better. Dylan, I now I, I need your opinion now. What? 
No, I'm, I'm talking no, about the, oh, the, that's Adam Eve. Yeah, <laughs> his tweet that says you don't want my opinion on Adam Jones. No, no, no. No. <laughs> when he randomly tweeted out, "You don't want my opinion" when yeah. it came to the Braves signing Marquez. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah, willingness yeah. to kind of stand up and and speak to power, we we always love. Right. Um, so I remember all that stuff. And, and remember, and, he got behind the Ravens also. When they went on their Super Bowl win and yes. stuff, he was he was traveling oh, and going to it, the road games. It is not possible mm-hmm. for a guy to um, embrace Baltimore. I mean, the only what's he, his he what's could, his tailgate he he did even this past yes, year. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it's not possible for a guy to embrace. Like the only thing he, he could have done more to embrace the the city of Baltimore is like I don't know, like buy Cal Ripken's house or something. Right, that's the only thing he could have done to embrace it more. Yeah. Oh wait a minute, he did that yeah. too. That was a bad financial move, but you know what. <laughs> He's yeah. selling it for the same price that I think yeah. the, the Diamondbacks are paying him, so it's no big deal. I hope he's making a little more money than that off it. Um, I don't think so. I think really? it was like three or four million. Oh, I thought it was more than that, that 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 he bought it for. I think he might be taking a loss. Oh. I don't know. Well, maybe I think he thought he was staying in Baltimore, and I think he thought he was probably making he's going to make a little bit more money. I think he wanted to make a point to to Ket of, hey, look, I'm staying here. Yeah. And even maybe if he signed a bigger contract, he could afford to keep a house in Baltimore. Yeah, but, but, true. But not as is. Are you guys like... I don't know. Uh, I'd like to be able to have the money that I can make a point by buying the biggest house in the state. And then realize you can't afford it and sell it? Yeah. yeah. As long as I'm getting another payday, sure. Uh, you guys' reactions to both the team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the amount of money, $3 million. Uh, your kind of reactions to Adam Jones signing? Uh, the $3 million is disappointing that it got that low and the Orioles had no interest. So that's disappointing because uh, you would think $3 million is a great price for some veteran leadership and for a guy that is a fan favorite that could really teach these young guys and who kind of proved himself with how he handled Cedric Mullins in center field last year that he can be this this veteran teaching the young guys. Uh, $3 million would have been a great price for that. So it's disappointing that he didn't. That Baltimore showed no interest. It seems like they're. I mean, they're obviously going in opposite direction. That even for three million dollars, they don't want a over thirty outfielder in an right. outfield outfield that's already uh, competitive to get on the field, where he's just going to eat a spot for somebody who actually is going to contribute to the future. And I understand team. that point as well. I just think they've wasted other money. I always like to look at fan graphs to see kind of because they predict how much money they think. They like do uh, crowd streaming or crowdsourcing, mm-hmm. and then they also have one of their experts. And 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 it was one person said one for eight million. I think other people said two for ten million. Um, and so one for eight million like sounded about right. One for three million is significantly less than that. Yeah, Dylan, were you surprised that he only got three million dollars? I mean, after how free agency has unfolded and everything, I'm not really that surprised just because of how terrible it has been for players to get contracts this, yeah, this past offseason. I guess season. in that case, it's and, surprising and, he got a major league deal. Yes, because but, you saw some outfielders of close, at least close to his caliber earlier this offseason signing minor league contracts. I mean, Curtis Granderson about a month and a half ago had to sign a minor league contract with the Marlins Yeah, and when he's been actually pretty good productive over the past kills us three four years yeah exactly so for him to sign a minor league contract with the fifth best team in the nl in the nl east that early in the off season with it being two three weeks into spring training i was like is jones gonna have to sign a minor league deal yeah so so really 
if anything, I may have been at this point a little surprised that he got that much. Yeah. Now, if you would have asked me before the offseason started, I would have said that he he would be signing for one for five or two for ten yeah. or something like that. But three million at this point, I'm a little surprised it was that high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I was surprised it was it was that low. I, I shared this with you this with you before we started the show. I feel like this is all you need to know about this deal is the Orioles signed known quitter Kobe Rasmus to a one-year, $3 million deal last offseason, and Adam Jones just made that same contract. Yeah. And I don't, I wouldn't put Adam Jones, like Kobe Rasmus, he can't tie the shoes of Adam Jones in my mind. I think it's unbelievable that they make, that they just signed the same contract just a year ago, how fast we've gone. And this is why when people scoff at Sabermetrics and say it's killing baseball, this is why. This is so stupid. I don't, I, I, I get why the Orioles didn't do it. It boggles my mind that a team like the Indians or someone, a, a team who wants to win, mm-hmm. who needs an outfielder, want to go out and sign a quality veteran outfielder that you know you can count on, that has been consistent. It, it just boggles my mind. That's exactly who I thought was going to sign Adam Jones because they their outfielders is, is miserable. Yeah, and they have a playoff team, right? It, it, exactly, yeah. yeah. They have a great infield, uh, great starting rotation, pretty good bullpen. And nobody in the outfield. I mean, <clears throat> they have guys com- competing f- for center field. I think they have a, a Leonis Martin out there, good defender out there, but nobody in left or right field. Yeah. Absolutely nobody. So Jones would have fit perfectly, especially being as hard as it is to say on the decline where a corner is probably better suited for him. Good for him that he's going to be a starting center fielder in Arizona. Oh, is he starting center in Arizona? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, he will be in center wow. field. He will be starting center field in Arizona. It was going to be Kettle Marte, but they are moving him out of that role and into a super utility position oh, for wow. Jones to start in center. Super Because they, they have uh, David Peralta in left and Sousa in right. Yeah, I'm sure Adam Jones is loving that then. Wow. Yes, so, I mean – we haven't really heard any details about any, if there were any other offers out there for Jones. It wouldn't surprise me if he took less money to go start in center field somewhere. and play every day. It, yeah, it, yeah it, and it, be in Arizona. I mean, that's not bad either for eighty-one of your games. Yeah, exactly. Sure beats Baltimore, huh? Is that what you're trying to say? <clears throat> huh? I'm saying I, I'd go to Arizona. You see for what Bert's wearing right now? Yeah, I, I, it's not going to be snowing on opening day in Phoenix. If someone wants to pay us, we'll shift to a Diamondbacks podcast for three million dollars. <laughs> I, I think there's a... uh, Dylan's halfway there. He already knows the half the starting outfield. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of who I know. three of these guys. Who's <laughs> the what a Tampa Bay guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah I know him. Um, Start off in DC. Oh, he was. The, I thought yeah. he was the John Philip Souza. No wait, wait. Steven Souza Junior. There you go. Um. Yeah, I'm 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 surprised I'm surprised by that this whole thing is I find shocking. You know, I feel like this is kind of old way versus new way though, because I feel like someone like Buck Showalter <clears throat> always wanted proven veterans there, right? And I feel like new GMs are like, if I can get this guy, like if if I can get one of my my, my minor league guys who I pay nothing to put up the same war that I'm Jones puts up. Then I'm going to make that trade off all the day, all, all day because that's all yeah. I feel like. This is what's wrong with baseball is they just look at war, um, and you don't take into account well who's got a proven track record, right? Like you can count on a veteran more than you count on a guy gonna, coming up just from the minors. Right? Who's going to run the but, locker room, especially when things get ugly? Yeah, because we know they're going to get ugly at some point this year. Who's going to handle things? Yeah. What, what if I, I want to throw out some scenarios? Well, let me first ask you this because I'm on the fence with this. If the Orioles, and I'm sure they could have done this. If the Orioles would have offered him a one-year, $3 million deal, I bet he would have stayed in Baltimore. 
Do you guys think he clearly showed he wants to stay in Baltimore? He wanted to. Past tense. Um, would you guys have signed Adam Jones to a one-year, $3 million deal? For, first, just answer that question. I mean, yeah, I started my reaction with that. Yeah. D- with Dylan, that. would you have? It's uh, – that's a tough thing because, obviously, I'm, I mean, I love Adam Jones. I think he's, he would be a great veteran leadership thing in the clubhouse. But uh, there's already a crowded outfield in Baltimore, as is even without Jones. I mean, eventually the, this year you're going to be looking for – to start three guys out of Mancini, Mullins, Stewart, Hayes, Diaz, possibly Santander, Dwight Smith Jr., Eric Young. You have a lot of guys fighting for three spots. What if in an I outfield. told you? What if I told you, Dylan? Let's play the what if game. What if I told you that a combination of Joey Rickard and Eric Young Jr. would have 450 at bats this year? That combination, which could go to Adam Jones, right? Because if if Eric Young is out there and Joey Rickard's out there, you're not blocking spots for right. minor leaguers. Hey, we're probably screwed or if they're out there that many at bats, but Dwight, they're not blocking spots. Right. Dwight Smith, the guy they just signed, he's not a long term. Right. plan either right so if you knew going in that joy rickard and eric young jr would have 450 to 500 bats at that point would you say okay i'll go for adam jones he's not blocking anyone if that was the case that absolutely yeah. the, the only fear would be that he is blocking yeah your austin hayes, your diaz. hayes exactly hayes yeah. diaz stewart i think the uh ownership or the uh management is Trying to like, they could have easily brought him back, and and for especially for a one year deal, who's he really going to block in one year? But uh, they're severing all ties with the Orioles, who were good from 2011 to 2014. It, they're it saying is closure. it's it that that phase is over. Uh, we still got these uh, stragglers with Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo, who they're going to cut ties as soon as it's financially feasible, or just it's ridiculous beyond the point where I'll just eat 110 million. Uh, yeah, throw it, throw it into the stands. Uh, yeah, yeah it, I don't know. It does make you wonder if you look at guys like Dylan Bundy, Trey Mancini, who are still here. If the goal for them is to flip them in July, if these are really parts, or if it's a complete start restart where we don't even want to touch old stuff. Here's here's my only the only thing, and I agree with all that. My only pushback on maybe why she signed on Jones, and this tell me if this is completely stupid. This might be completely stupid, but we're not going to win any games, right? Nah. And if you're the Angelos, John, and Lou, you've emphasized so much how much you care, not just about your team, but how much you care about the community of Baltimore, right? So if you're not going to win any games, why not, for a very kind of small cost in their mind, bring by a guy you know will have just a huge impact, forget on the baseball field, just on the community of Baltimore, like, is it worth bringing the guy just so you can keep him an Oriole for the rest of his career, and know that he he will further dig his roots in Baltimore and impact the community of Baltimore? Is that worth signing a guy? Forget about the baseball. Player. I think it's a conversation where I think there's something to to be said about giving the fans something because the fans don't have anything right now. Um, yeah, I'm even talking about outside of and, that, just the community of Baltimore, something, right? Sure, sure. Who, and who cares? Screw, screw I mean, the community of Baltimore. I get the community of Baltimore. Um, I just don't know how much that's worth paying three million dollars for the community, because you're going to force the young guys to go do your boys and girls club and the Oriole way thing. Adam Jones went above and beyond. 
And you hope that Adam Jones will still continue to do that because he played so much of his career here. And if the Orioles really wanted to help the community, they could do more with $3 million than just give it to Adam Jones to play baseball. True. And Adam Jones' family still lives here. Like, his in-laws are still a Baltimore family. Mm. So I assume he's still going to be making the impact, and he'll still have to deal with BWI once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I don't understand? I just looked up Eric Young's contract because I was trying to do, do some math and say, okay, if, what if like we didn't sign Eric Young Jr., but we signed Adam Jones, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how much his contract, though. When I look up his contract on Baseball Reference, it just says mi- minor league contract. Right. You're telling me a 34-year-old mm-hmm. guy is still in his minor league contract? No, we signed him they to a minor league because oh, no, no oh, one so, wanted him for a major league. Right. So it doesn't reveal his contract. Why? Because if he gets picked up, he'll make a certain amount. If he doesn't get if picked up, he If he gets picked up, he'll make like player major minimum or whatever. Minimum? Is that how minor contract will make league minimum if he, uh, if he makes unless league. they work it out differently in the deal like right. sometimes they'll do a, a minor league contract with spring invite but if he, ma- if he makes a major league club he makes 1.5 mil or something like okay. that all right that makes i'm sense. not sure what the specifics are on young's contract all right that was and i mean the minimum is what a million right now 800 uh something like that oh, no. F- 550 yeah, i think 550, it is right. around there okay. yeah now there's a lot of stuff coming out now and I don't know if baseball is broken financially or not because on the one hand, you still see tweets like teach your son how to be a starting pitcher whatever because they make the most money. And baseball players tend to make the most money. But on that on that, that, that same side of things, you see a guy like Blake Snell, right? <laughs> Who got, what, a $15,000 raise. Uh, $15,000 more, right? Ooh, a, a Yankees minor leaguer got a bigger raise than, he, than Blake Snell did. Yeah, and so you look at that and you're like, What? And the stuff happened with Vlad Guerrero Jr. I know he's like he tweaked his hamstring or whatever, so he's gonna be down anyway. But like the the manipulation of his of his um, service time, and I wonder if they're in the end they're not doing them as a disservice. Like if I'm Vlad Guerrero Jr., any thought about signing with Toronto Blue Jays is done now, or I would say you're gonna have to pay me thirty million dollars more um, to sign me because that's what you cost me. By wasting a year of my free agency, I mean the same thing happened a few years ago to uh, uh, Chris Bryant. Yeah, and I would if the, I'm Chris Bryant, I would not sign, resign with the Cubs unless you completely overpaid me to make up for how you screwed me. And, and, right. and, and same with Blake Snow, but Tim Bay would never sign Blake Snow anyway. He'll get traded in two years, but whatever. And what's crazy is that the team only has to keep him off the, the major league roster for I think it's like eighteen days or something like that. Yeah, or fifteen days, something like that. It's like, yeah, two, it's or, like two, weeks, two or two or three two weeks. weeks. And yeah. It's like okay, if you keep him off the roster for that for that long, then you get an extra year of service time out of him. It's yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't seem right. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, they need to fix this whole thing. I have some ideas how to fix it, but no one's asked me yet. <laughs> how Matt, do you fix it? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, when uh, you're drafted, you put a set number of years for for how long they're on that team, right? So like, let's say you're drafted out of high school, then I don't know what the number is. Seven years with that team. Right or out of so college, you want to you want to put a years. limit on, and you want to count minor league time, is what you're saying. I'm saying the moment you're drafted, your your time starts. And what would happen is, I bet you know what would happen. I bet we'd You'd be watching to the D, D, Diaz in the majors because there's no reason to hold him in the minors anymore, right? And you would actually see the the best young players. But in is the majors. that but is that best for development? <clears throat> Oh, I don't care. What what what, what other <laughs> league does this nonsense? I don't know. Yeah, and that just means like more old timers like Adam Jones will be out of a job three or four years earlier than they already are out of a job for, for better players though. Like it would encourage teams no, to for the younger best, players. Best players. No, because we'd no, be watching younger players. We'd be watching always younger players. <clears throat> yeah, isn't that a good thing? Whether they're good or not, you're going to put them up. That means Why? you because you that means you sign Manny Machado, you put them straight to the majors. 
I don't know about straight to the majors unless if you're trying. Why, to, why would you waste his time clock in single A or double A he, or triple not, A? He's because he's not ready at 19. But he doesn't need like three and a half years. He just needs like right. eight months. Right, and then you would put. <laughs> and so, why would Manny Machado stay in the minors if he's if he would be your best third baseman? You're destroying. How does that make sense? Then what's the point of minor league baseball? You destroy minor league baseball. Isn't it to prepare major leaguers? And once you're ready to be a major leaguer, what are you still doing in the minors? You should be in in the And nobody wants to watch them play after they're 30. Why? I want to watch them play while they're 22. Yes. And this may actually actually be something that the players union could could get on board with it because... Because they'll get early paydays. Early pay... Not only early paydays for the good players and everything, but... If they can get a faster track to the major leagues, they're going to want that, especially for the players that aren't drafted high because minor leaguers are played or are yeah. paid it's crap. The worst. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some absolute stuff crap. Well, the, the catchers, too, in spring training, they need catchers but don't want to pay them. Right. Yeah, they're not even paying them for it. Um, well, I guess it would also get you to free agency quicker as well. The players would get behind yes. that. All right, I'm intrigued. I don't right. think it. I don't think it'll work. It? But yeah, they're, they're that's gonna... not a bad idea, though, right? No, that's not the worst idea you've ever heard. All right, you have to write a twenty-page paper on it and, and, and submit it. <laughs> Full details. Now, see, I don't want to do any of the work. I just like to throw things out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> who is the with Adam Jones, who was the face of the franchise for so long? Um, who would you say now would be the face of the franchise? Chris Davis. Chris Davis. My favorite question. It's got to be Chris Davis. Yet to which be determined. Is, which is funny. <laughs> but I mean. No, the answer is Trey Mancini. The guy with the biggest they, paycheck. They would want it to be Trey Mancini. I think that's When the they answer. put banners up, they're going to put Who bought the fried Mancini. chicken? Who got Adam Jones' locker? <laughs> the answer to both those questions is Trey Mancini. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. Mancini has to do it between the lines first. I mean, like, he had a great rookie year, but yeah. he had a down year last year. And, if, if he has another down year. If you think about it, with the new management and everything, they don't have any personal ties to yeah. Mancini. And they got he could be on the way the out if he has another down year. How, yeah, he could be in the minors so quickly. Yeah, just Trey Mancini. Yeah, what last year was just his second full year, right? Yes. correct. And and he's got like the fast track, and now he's the face of the franchise by default. I. Well, there's been articles all well, who, over who about how he is? has to be a veteran now. Yeah, who right. else would it be? Dylan Bundy, VR. I mean, VR. <laughs> who's been here for Richie Martin? I, I, the the guy who's going to get the most talk as long as he's playing gonna is going to be Chris Davis. And whether it's good or bad, he's going to be the face of the. The talk is going to be. Uh, we've no, seen it this no, spring. No. The talk is about Chris Davis's Davis struggle. Talk enough. Trey Mancini talks more than Chris Davis. Well, Chris Davis is tired of saying the same thing over and over again. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, no, that's. Chris Davis. Chris is like, Davis is the guy who's out doing the helping up missions and stuff. He's the one doing things in the community like you're asking for. All right, I don't. So I I know it sucks for your face of your franchise to be the worst player on your team. It's not, but true. that's where we're at right There's now. There's no way Chris Davis faces franchise. It's he's like uh, a Rod when he was old and not any good and still getting paid the most, and he was still the face of the Yankees well, the Orioles until announced, they told him he needed to retire. They gave him a front office job, yeah. right? When they announced their <laughs> promo schedule, they announced one bobblehead, or two, but the one current player was Trey Mancini. So they would like Trey Mancini to be the face of the franchise. Just don't know if he's yeah. up to it. Right. And the fact that if you ask the average Major League Baseball fan across the country, who does Trey Mancini play for, they go, who? Yes. It's a low bar, guys, right? It's a low <laughs> bar. <laughs> Um, I mean, the, Joey Rickard's yeah. doing the Royal Farm ads. Is Joey Rickard the fan, <laughs> face of the franchise? If he can keep the beard into the regular season, then he can be the face of the franchise, in my opinion. He can. 
All right. Well, then I'm in. They got rid of the facial hair rule. Hyde did, since he has a beard himself. That's right. And uh, Kashner, whole, Kashner rocked a beard last year, right? The whole yes. that, is, that was worked into his contract. This year, Kashner's rocking a belly. Good. He's, he's, <laughs> a, he's, a, he's a big guy this year. At least give me something to look at. It, it might help a pitch because uh, Luis Ortiz, he's the guy everyone's talking about. Oh, look, he lost 25 pounds. Luis Ortiz is in such great shape. And then he was terrible. Mm. I mean, I, to be fair to him. It, he was terrible he, last year, too. <laughs> well, well, you see guys that have been husky in their careers, and, and they lose some weight, and they st- don't pitch as well because they still have time to adjust to it. I mean, if you remember a few years ago when CC Sabathia yep, dropped all that it. weight, yeah, he couldn't pitch. Yeah, yep. that's true. Pablo Sandoval, he dropped a lot of weight, he couldn't hit anymore. Yep, you know, so, so it, they either have to take time to adjust to it, or maybe putting the weight back on is good for them. Yeah, maybe Boston was onto something when all those guys were eating fried chicken and drinking beer during the game. Maybe those John uh, Lackey, those were onto something. <laughs> um, the Orioles, the Orioles made some cuts. Do any of these cuts uh, surprise you? So here, here, here's the list of the cuts. Now, the, now Luis, these are cuts just like down to the minors. Uh, off, not like, off the team. It's not like pink pack slips. Your bags, like pack your bags. Off, <laughs> no, no, yeah, these are either optioned um, or reassigned. Like whenever I think yes. of baseball pink slips, you got to think of major league. Yeah. And I think of those people being like pissed because they got pink slips in spring training, and now I look at it and like, well, they were just going to the minors. Yeah, like I, what were they so upset about? The first thing I thought of was Betty Spaghetti getting that uh, transcript that her husband had been killed in World War II in a league of their own. Nobody cares about a league of their own. <laughs> you that, that part made it. me cry. Um, <laughs> Luis Ortiz, DJ Stewart, Dylan Tate, Bo Schultz, John Martin. Martin Cervenka, Yuzinel Diaz, Ryan Mountcastle. Um, any of those cuts surprise you? Mostly DJ Stewart, yeah. because I I had him yeah. penciled I had him penciled in as my opening day right fielder, just for him having pretty much the most experience of the other guys vying for the right field spot, aside from Rickard and everything. Yeah. But Stewart played well when he got brought up to the majors, right. and he's and a guy that was slowly brought through the minors, right? So he played at yes. every level for a while. Yes, yeah. it, it, he was slowly brought through, especially because he wasn't necessarily meeting expectations in the minors. Yeah. Because when the Orioles drafted him, with him being a, a stocky outfielder and everything, they were hoping that he was he was already a good on base guy. But they were hoping that for his size and not being a huge speed threat and everything, that he would start adding some power in there. And he he really hadn't in, in the minors. He, he hit he hit for some power last year when he got brought up. He I think he had two shots on onto Utah Street, but um. I, I I had him penciled in as my opening day right fielder, so I, I knew there was a chance he wouldn't make the team. It's but, a good thing he used a pencil, right? But, but, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I was very surprised that he got cut this early. Yeah. Right. Um, does that speak highly of Austin Hayes or more lowly of Diaz and we, we want him to uh, get more in, or is it a time clock thing? I think it could definitely be a time clock thing, but at the same time, um, Diaz did struggle a little bit in, in Bowie when he got traded over to the Orioles, and so they may think that he could use some more fine tuning down there. In the fact that Hayes has already played at the major league level before he got hurt, so I, I think that could, could have factored into it. So, um, right. but I do believe time clock could be a part of it. I think it's more on the uh, on the developmental side. Do you think this whole open competition that Hyde's talking about so much of BS because you can't play better than Diaz has played yet he's out of here so open competition fresh eyes everyone has a chance to make the team that's a load of BS right well it's well, a difference between open competition and the best player makes the team 
I mean, he, he can have open competition, but just because a guy is doing the best doesn't mean he gets to win. And remember, we only see what we see. We only see these games well where Hyde's watching the guys <laughs> constantly and has the coaches that are – maybe it's an issue with Diaz's range or something. We D- don't Diaz know. range issues? I don't know. The range looks fine to me. Wait, what do you know about the range issues? I know what nothing. analytics I did you look at? I, what I, defensive I, analytics are you looking at? I hear Steve call them the and, and fuddle with the cord while he's calling a game. And then I uh, have watched one game on TV, I think. Maybe two. Me and Silas watched a game. What was it on? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I don't know if fun is what I would classify. <laughs> but it was a thing it I happened. watched. It was baseball on TV. It was fun for <laughs> right. me. TV. Um. And Ryan Matkaus was sent down? I mean, no surprise. They're moving him to a new position. Are they? And uh, and uh, Elias even hinted that uh, they'll start using him in left field as well in the minors. Mountcastle? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, it, 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 if you think about all the all the scouts and everything, even because when, it, when it he was at third Trey. base, the, they, they've been saying that Mountcastle was either, was either going to be a first baseman or a left fielder because left fielder is the spot in the outfield where you put a big bat that – doesn't really fit in the field but don't we have enough young i thought that was right field right with trumbo trumbo and right field or left field with mancini that's pretty much the (laughs) orioles outfield no i mean the issue with mountcastle is his arm right and i think left field you can get get away with having a worse arm right yes gotcha yeah but i i think we have enough outfit prospects and i thought like having a good defensive outfield matters no are we are we back to delman young and mark trumbo in our outfield I, I, I think doesn't defense outfield matter? I, I, I think that's does. why isn't that why we made this trade for like Dwight Smith Jr. and Eric Young and these guys that can fill a role while our stars get ready? I mean, it's very possible. I, I do say that defense in the outfield matters. Um, I, I think best case scenario, Mountcastle is a first baseman or a DH type, but. Yeah. In the situation that maybe you have Mancini starting at first base down the road, you have someone else DHing, and let's just say, hopefully not, but let's just say that a lot of the outfield prospects don't work out. Right. Maybe you have Mullins in center and Hayes in right, and Diaz is on the sixty-day DL, the, the IL. Sorry, but, uh, <laughs> but don't want to trigger anybody. Yeah, but it, hopefully not. But best case scenario, you have Mountcastle at first base or DH, but I think they're going to push him into the left field a little bit just in case. I don't get this. I And, and um... Well, you don't get it because you, five minutes ago you were pushing this whole center minor straight up. So you want to see these young guys in Baltimore. I do. I, do and and I, I, I think there's excitement for these young guys, and we're going to have to go to Bowie. What I really, it. What I really don't get, and this is not Mike Elias, so this is him coming in, but Ryan Mountcastle I feel like three years ago, everyone said, like from, not three years ago, but from Jump Street, everyone says, this guy's not good enough at third base. Like, he's not good enough at third base. Over and over again. Yet they never tried a new position for him. So, I don't know why they weren't doing this, you know, a year ago. Why now? Is, is really what I what I don't get. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've been saying this for, for the past few years. Like, you've been saying that he's a first baseman. He's a left fielder. He's not yes. a third baseman. And, everyone and, said and, it. And the Orioles never everyone moved him once. Yeah. I mean, he was drafted as a shortstop. They, right. they moved him to third base because he wasn't cutting at shortstop. He yep. wasn't cutting at third base, and they just said, meh. Maybe, maybe he'll okay. get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about starting pitching. Um, we have Cobb. We have Kashner. We have Bundy. I am um, – you could, if you got me drinking a little bit – 
<laughs> and you got me real optimistic. I might like paint a scenario for a why not year. You know, like you, what using Mike Wright? I, I yeah, I dream about another why not year. Yeah, and then I wake up. Here's <laughs> the, <laughs> the number one problem with my why not year uh-huh. is for this to happen, Dylan Bundy would have to be great. Yeah, yeah, and Dylan Bundy, who former top prospect, you know, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, um, just has not put together. And now another spring, and I know these kind of spring training sets don't matter, but for a guy like Dylan Bundy, who but struggled it, last year, it right. kind of does matter. And I'm biased to love Dylan Bundy. He's got horse legs. I'm a huge Dylan Bundy guy. Um, but he is really struggling. And if Dylan Bundy cannot be good for the Orioles, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a long season, right? Yeah, I, I mean – I, I never really pay attention too much to spring training stats. The, the thing that's been concerning me most with Bundy is that the radar gun, it's showing it's showing eighty eight to ninety one right now for him. Yeah, which is not a good sign, and, and especially this late into spring training. I mean, usually see some guys down a few ticks to start off spring training that they're still getting warmed up and everything. Yeah. That's fine, but he's been consistently in the eighty eight to ninety one, ninety two range, and we we've been seeing that the past couple of years where Bundy would ramp it up a bit. In, in, in his first few starts of the year where he's hitting 94 and 95 on the yeah. gun. And then later in the year, we just see that the velocity just creep back down a bit. Yeah. If he's starting the season at 88 to 91, that's it. Where, where's it going to go in August? Yeah. Yeah. D- Dylan Bundy will no longer, I mean, you're lucky if he's number five Is, starter at that point. Right. Does that concern you about any like arm, arm injuries or Anything it, going it, on? It, they it, haven't rested him yet, or but, anything but, but, with it, right? Possibly arm injury that they haven't rested him, but um, they haven't reported any arm injuries. Maybe some fatigue, but they haven't reported that either. But also, I I am willing to wipe a clean slate with him under a, a new staff yeah. and everything. I'm willing to kind of wait out a bit because I'm sure they they will have some stuff to try to work with him on. But so I, I think it is a big patience thing. So we may have to deal with a pretty rough April rough may with him or something like that but if we start getting into june and july he starts making some adjustments pitching well again that's great if he doesn't then it may be that this uh this staff got to him a little too late or or is it the fact of like a trumbo where trumbo last year was saying that the the stats all the extra stats and launch angle was messing with his head do you think they brought in too many stats that Bundy's now overthinking it in spring training? Both your comments drive me nuts, right? Because <laughs> Dylan said if if it doesn't work out, then they got to him too late. And Josh is like, all these stats might be messing with his head. Now forevermore, we're going to be saying a player didn't or did work out because of management. When isn't it, If a player doesn't work out, couldn't it be that they just suck, right? That they just weren't good enough to cut it. Well, did, forget about did, coaching. Did Jake Arrieta suck, or did the management and coaching screw it up? I think there's certain players where management helps, but like I don't care who uh, Nolan Reimold, uh I don't care who his his coach was. Well, his problem was injuries. Okay, I just I knew Josh would defend Nolan Reimold. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I love Reimold. That is his. But boy. David Newhand, whoever, it's like t- but, t- take your pick of media. I get players. it, but I think of a guy like Jake Arrieta who left Baltimore and said his problem in Baltimore was was head issues with the coaching staff. So it makes me wonder, if you give him all this stuff, is it too much? 
I know, and, th- and that's or, the worst because Jake Arrieta. Now that's what everyone will go to. Well, this guy he could have been number one starter right. if he had the right coaching, but now he's he's well, cut. Like, uh, you can't but, play but this also, every player. Some players just aren't good. But you're seeing the opposite with Mike Wright, who got the extra analytics, the extra stats and stuff, and now he's pitching well in spring training. Ten innings in spring training. I know. I'm talking ten innings in spring training, and, and you want to crown him as a Cy Young? No, Get I'm out saying of here. he's the opposite of Bundy. How many innings does Bundy have? I know, but you're t- you're making conclusion after no. ten innings of spring training baseball. It's, you're making conclusions on Bundy after six innings. Oh, I'm make, after after he struggled last year too. Okay, ten Fine. innings. You think uh, Mike no. Wright? <laughs> I'm thinking spring training. Mike Wright. As, in Mike two Wright. Years be wearing Harry Potter on a beach somewhere. Mike and Wright. Team. Yeah. Mike Wright being good means just as much as Dylan Bundy being bad right now in spring training because we have no clue what's going on in spring training and these games are meaningless and don't mean a thing. I disagree. I just that, want that to know what Jake Fox is doing meaningless. Right now. You yeah. know, I kind of. <laughs> if we could, I'd like to kind of back up to spring training. Yeah. Or back up to the years before Twitter, before the internet. Before Masson. The why and not year. A- you know, a- a- AIM. Before you know what? AIM. I found out. Before B- BM King. BM King. Right. I want to go back to the BM King years. Because <laughs> when the why not year happened, I didn't find out about how that spring training went until the end of the season VHS tape. When you saw Frank oh, Robinson with I hands know, down pants talking about the talking to Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, put your hands yeah, Put your hands in your pants and don't tell me anything until the end of the season. Right. I want... Because I don't know how to judge this spring. Because we, we've we seen with hitters constantly, like Jake Fox, have amazing years. Joey Rickard has Joey a Rickard's spring training having, average of like 330. Joey Rickard's having <laughs> another great, great spring, spring training again this year. Yeah. Hansu yeah. Kim plays, was terrible in spring training. Yeah, he that? would never get a hit. Oh, and yeah, then when yeah. he played, he was terrible too. So. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Hansu I'm Kim's sorry. my man. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, so uh, uh, if, the, if the Orioles are going to recreate... Why not? Then who's going to be the Jeff Ballard of the 2019 Orioles? Who's going to be the Bob Malacky right. of the 2019 Orioles? Right. It's got Dylan Bundy's got to step up. Dylan Bundy and Mike Wright combined for 32 wins. Here's the quote. Um, <laughs> here's the here's the quote about this is from Raku Bak about Mike Wright and then uh, D- D- Dylan. I want you to get your take on Mike Wright. I don't know why we're spending. So much I just time like your Mike spelling Wright. of rock in the show notes. Uh, thanks. R O K. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. Um, He says Mike Wright has extended his scoreless inning streak to ten innings on uh, into Tuesday night start, so he starts tomorrow, which is exciting against the Yankees in Tampa. Uh, Rotation or bullpen, he's got a spot on the team. I think that's a bit presumptuous of Rock, but whatever. Do do your thing, Rock. Um, Don't press him for specifics on his turnaround. The data he's receiving from the analytics uh, side is making a huge difference in production and confidence. But it's not to be shared. This I, is I love ooh, this idea. I like that. But yeah. I, I I like it in part because they, there's he's leading it like he's hiding it. But he's also like don't ask him about it. Like superstition. Like I don't want to say anything about sure. it because it's just working. Yeah. And I like superstition in baseball. I also have this hope that because of how he says it's making a huge difference in his confidence, that it's just sheets of paper that say you're doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Way to go. That's my hope for the analytics. <laughs> his mom's leaving notes exactly. in his lunch. I just hope it's like little love notes. I think those positive reinforcements matter, Josh. I don't know why you're belittling them, making uh-huh. a joke out of them. Um, but, uh, Dylan, I wonder if he really into Harry Potter, is he putting out some kind of uh, Postructor Postrotum spell? <laughs> um, D- D- Dylan, what's your take? How much do we take out of ten innings of spring of good? And do you know that Harry Potter training? reference? <laughs> I-, I just made up a spell. I don't know what the actual spells are. 
Um, but are are you believing what you're seeing with Mike Wright so far? Um, it, it's too early to say if I'm believing it or not. I mean, I, I've always been a huge guy that said Mike Wright belongs in the pen because if you think about the Orioles in the past, that they've always yo-yoed him back and forth between AAA and the majors, starting rotation, long man, middle relief, back to starting rotation. I've always said just let him be. You're talking about Wright or Gosman? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the Orioles tend to do but, with everyone. Or no, Yakubonis. Yeah, just take your pick. Yeah, but but basically he's always had a – Mid nineties fastball, a decent slider, with not much after that. He would try to mix in a changeup and curveball that weren't really that great. So I was always saying, just let him train as a one inning reliever. Go in there, pump ninety seven to ninety eight with a decent slider, and see how it works out. Let him go through it for a full season, make make the adjustments. It looks like they're giving him a shot back at the rotation, but especially since he spent the entire last season in the bullpen, I was surprised to see that they gave him a chance for the rotation, but that could also be a thing that they see something. Yeah. It may, maybe that. And he, he has hinted that, you know, they're making adjustments with him and giving him data that he's never had the, the opportunity to look at before yeah. or even experience. So I'm hoping right. that it, it does work out for him, that, that this is really going to help him. He's going to be good for, for the long run. But I, it's too early to buy into it full full time. There's been a lot of talk about something with his cutter and slider and some adjustment he's made to that. But that's just a one of his yeah, pitches. He's he's throwing the the same cutter that he threw last year. I was looking on on Brooks Baseball, and it's the same cutter that he threw last year. He switched from the slider to cutter for whatever reason because I thought the slider was a good pitch. But I saw that the velocity on his slider cutter, whatever you want to call it, we went through this with Bundy a few years ago. But it, it went up by five miles per hour, and it moves almost the same amount. So, yeah. so is it the same pitch? It, it's yeah. basically the same pitch, same yeah. movement. Just call it a different name. Because Josh gets upset when pitchers aren't allowed to throw the cutter, so they have the same. Pitch I think we've moved on from that, and and then it makes people happy. Um, well, just because that was one of Jake Arrieta's well, issues. Yeah, but we didn't want to make sure all our young pitchers didn't our young pitchers didn't get hurt, right. so we didn't let them throw a cutter, and none of our young pitchers ever got hurt. Yeah, we, good policy. <laughs> Don't throw the ball hard recently. Either. Yeah. Do you think uh, Mike Elias and uh, Mike Wright send faxes to each other? AIM chats. No, like actual faxes. What are you, t- what are you talking about? Have you not seen the Michael Jackson thing yet? No. Michael Jackson and one of the little boys used to send love notes to each other over a fax machine. Oh, really? Okay. That's what that reference was. Somebody okay. listen to this show will get it. Get your so you think <laughs> Michael Elias is... They probably won't. Right. So you think Michael Elias is touching Mike Wright? Is, you think all is, that, is that what's helping? Something's helping to get those uh, 10 scoreless innings going. I don't like how you lump all mics together. Yeah. Michael Elias. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We, I want to get to some other stuff real quick here. Um, you put an article out there. Let's get to this real quick, uh, Dylan. You uh, put an article about Cedric Mullins. That's another guy that the Orioles would love to be the face if yeah, he can stick around. But I see the future center fielder in this team as Austin Hayes. Um, do you see the future center fielder on this team, Dylan, as uh, Cedric Mullins? I hope it is because, like, we thought it was a pretty cool moment, pretty much the, the center field torch being passed from Adam Jones to Cedric yes. Mullins. We saw the nice clip in the dugout of Jones telling Mullins, go out go out there first. You're the center fielder. Yeah. It, it, so everybody's been hoping that Mullins is the guy to take it over. It, however, he, if you think about it, he's never been a big-time prospect. Nope. He's outperformed expectations throughout all the minor leagues, and now we just got to hope that he continues to outperform those expectations at the big league level. And it's shown in the minor leagues and, and at the majors so far, about a, 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 a small sample size, that uh, 
he's not that good hitting from the right side. And Steve Molesky wrote an article back in August that the Orioles actually told Mullins, if you don't make any improvements from the right side, we may ask you to ditch hitting from the right side and just be a left-handed hitter full time. Mm. So it may come which to which is a, not terrible, right? Cause no, it, it, it may come to a, being a right-handed. Hitter. It may come to a situation where Mullins has to be a platoon player, yeah, where he's only facing right-handed pitching, or uh, or if he doesn't improve that much at all, especially him from the left side as well. There's a lot of prospects that are going to be yeah. looking for time. Hayes has looked great in spring training in center field, both defensively and offensively. And the Orioles have another prospect in the minors in Ryan McKenna, yep. whose ETA is probably going to be 2020, and he projects as a starting center fielder. Yeah. So it, Mullins, uh, it, everybody hopes that he's going to be the, the guy to hold it down. I hope he, I hope he does, but he's got some guys that he has to fight off. It, it's, it's not his for sure. And this is a big year for him, right? Because – McKenna, you might have a year. Diaz, you might have a year. But that outfit's going to get crowded real quick. Yep. So this might be his year before all these young guys are ready to kind of prove if he can stay out there. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a prove-it year for him, especially because all all these prospects, they're going to be in the majors pretty darn soon. So so basically, if he it's put up or, or shut up time for him. If he, if he ends up performing well, good, then you have all the prospects to put in left field and right field around him. If he's not performing well... He could see a trip back to the minors if Hayes and Diaz and Stewart and everybody's ready. Yeah, it's true. It's 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 very possible. Um, so you can check that out on UtahStreetReport.com for that that article. Shoot, we're not going to have time to get to these rule changes because I'm kind of fired up by some of these rule changes. <laughs> I mean, we can we can go through them kind of quick. You Rapid wanna, fire. You want to get to them? Well, I just want to mention this. Who's the commissioner are, of baseball? They announced them on Friday uh, that these would be the new rules for the Atlantic League to test out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, who's the commissioner? Rob Manfred, right? Bud Manfred. Seaman. Yeah, I keep I keep thinking Bud. Faye Vincent. I see. And yeah. I always want to say Manfred. Fred Manfred. But oh, Faye Vincent. <laughs> Is that your daughter's middle name? You should have named her Faye Vincent Stroka. I don't think so. After the former MLB commissioner. Um, Strokey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Strokey. <laughs> Faye Strokey. Wow. <laughs> Faye Wow Strokey. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think uh, Rod Manfred is. Uh, I think he, he's a spineless little snake is what I think he is. I think he's a, a bum, and I think if he had any guts, he, what, he, he would actually do these rules. So hold up. But the, the whole point, the, the reason these rules are going in the Atlantic League is because they don't talk, have to I'm be not approved talking about the Atlantic by the player. League. I'm not talking about the Atlantic League. You want these in the majors. I'm not talking about the Atlantic League. I'm talking about the 20-second pitch clock. I'm talking about the universal DH. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the bullpen pitching the three batters. These are things, if the commissioner sits there and says – this game has issues. He thinks these will improve the game, but the the you know at the first mention that the players are you know I really don't like the pitch clock. Then the the commissioner's like, oh yeah yeah you guys are right. We'll we'll do it next year. We'll do it in two years. I mean you're the freaking commissioner. If you think you have something that improves the game, and I I actually agree with them. I think the the pitch clock and the DH uh, the universal DH specifically improves the game. What do you think? They if would... you're the commissioner, have a spine and actually enforce the rules and do it don't you think those two rules would kind of cancel each other out for the players union sure it'd be like the players have to i pitch don't care faster, about the players union but they get the extra slot with the dh i don't care about the players union your job is to make your sport better and this will make the sport better so do it yeah but if your players then strike your sport did not get better your sport is just sitting dead. They're going to strike anyway yeah they're going to strike anyway <laughs> no i think we're moving i think without we're free agency went. From, i think they're yeah. working things out 
I don't think we get a strike. Oh, because Adam Jones got $3 million for one year? They, I don't think they all changed gonna, their minds? I don't think anyone's going to strike over a 20-second pitch clock or universal no. DH. No, and I, it's just it's just presenting it and getting the approval. And I don't know why. You don't he need the just, approval. Just do it. I think, I, think, I think you need the approval. <laughs> yeah, you do it in spring training, and then all of a sudden you get a little pushback in spring training, and you cancel it. No, I think part of the union agreements are that they got to approve rule changes. Now you're the commissioner. Yeah. You can do what you want. That's not, <laughs> That's how, it not how it works. Executive order. Declare a baseball emergency <laughs> and pass the executive order. Right. It, it's an emergency. These times. You've been playing too many late. fantasy sports. Uh, you've been watching I'm too much politics. Fox News. <laughs> now I, I'm not a huge pitch clock fan. I, I can't. Why? I, I can't. What, what do you do? Do you like sitting there for an hour, Dylan? <laughs> Whoa! Don't pitches? yell at him. He's our guest. <laughs> You're getting real aggressive. I just remember the playoffs last year. You could go get a cup of coffee between each pitch in the playoffs last year. You drink coffee while watching baseball? No, I don't. <laughs> in October, in October, it's allowable. <laughs> but but what I'm getting at here is, is that if you think about it, for rule changes that have happened over the past five, ten years, and everything, when they're brought up, people despise them. Yes. But then everyone just adjusts. Yes. P- people hate a replays because they love seeing managers getting ejected. <laughs> you know that they love the human effect of the game. Sure. I, but I do p- like p- managers getting ejected. Yes. And replay. Y- yes, it is, abso- it is absolutely fun. I-, I love when managers get ejected after a blown replay. Yeah. Th- those ones are the best. But you're right. The, the catcher rule. The, the catcher rule, yes. Yes, uh, exactly. Right. It, it, I, a lot of people hate the rules. But I hate the catcher rule. I do, you too. Do? Yeah, I want, I want catchers to get hit. I liked collisions. I like collisions. Collisions are definitely fun. I mean, like, I used to be a catcher. <laughs> and think about it. Every collision would be an automatic replay. So then we'd get to see that collision in slow motion over and over again. I mean, I, I feel like some catchers actually enjoyed it in, in a way, yeah. but but also at the same time, Is it Buster Posey? It, after that Buster Posey incident, right. it, it, it's just like, okay, just because the catcher's wearing the catcher is not wearing gear so you can plow him over, the catcher's wearing gear because he has 99 mile per hour fastballs coming in <laughs> that he may have called a curveball on. Yeah. All right, so I, we I just got to improve the gear. I still like seeing him get wiped out. <laughs> yeah, I would encourage more violence, not less. Bunch of strawberries playing baseball now. Yeah. I'm, But the pitch clock is not going to be a thing, right? Huh? There's no pitch clock this year. No, not this no. year. No, they, yeah. which is silly because I felt like they've been testing it, or I guess it's been the between innings that they've been running. They're still with. testing it in spring training this year. What they should do is, I have all these good ideas. <laughs> they should, um, just because the minor league guys have been using the pitch clock for a while now, right? Like the last last two seasons or just last season? At least last season. Yeah. But but they also added the weird second base extra inning yeah, game in, I don't, in, I in never minors. I never so don't just one. say because they're doing something in the minors, let's do it in the majors. I usually like all new rules that pick up the pace of play. And that one does, but I don't like that one. But the minor league pitchers are used to it. So yeah. I think the minor league pitchers should have to do it as they're kind of being called up. As they're but, coming up. But don't make, Veterans get grand, grandfathered yeah, in. Yeah, veterans get veterans. Like don't, like don't make Chris Sale do it. But then um, does that mean, like, late in the game, I'm going to pull in a veteran? Just to take longer? Just to take longer? No. Just to mess with the other team? <laughs> I'm, but I'm sick I mean, of I, – I really do think, and I'm not – and so many people are old-timers, like, uh, the baseball's not broken, don't fix it. Every sport makes improvement. Mm-hmm. And baseball has this mindset that we can just stay where we are because the game is pure. But the game is getting longer. Right. Like, the same game that would be played, you know – 20 years ago is now a lot longer now right and we all know the reasons for it um and so why why don't we address it <laughs> i well it sounds like we want to talk about it a lot but I, yeah. no one wants to do something about it. oh and they find silly ways to do it to try to adjust it yeah 
Like so, the second, right. the runner on second and extra innings? Well, that that's a real – that makes sense for the minors because that's to save their, their players because they don't have as many players. I think they should do it at every game in the regular season, especially a random Tuesday night. Who's Who wants right. to sit there for four hours to watch the, the Orioles maybe win after they've already lost 75 yeah. games? It should depend on your record. It should. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> don't do it in the playoffs. The combined winning percentage between both teams. Yeah, yeah. like there, there, should be a, there should be a calculation to determine, like, all right, can we just end this game? Yeah. And then if uh, the combined if it, winning percentage meaningless gets game. below 300, every batter starts with a one-on-one count. <laughs> when the <laughs> Orioles are playing the Royals on a Thursday night in September, uh, when they both only have 50 wins... Do we really need a, a four-hour, 19-inning game? Yeah, no, no, we don't. By the way, tough news for the Orioles. Orioles, as Salvador Perez for the Royals, is out for the year. I saw that. Which I say tough news for the Orioles because we're going to be in a tight fight for the number one draft pick next year with the Royals. With the Royals. <laughs> and they just got a little bit worse. Right. So that's a tough break for the <laughs> Orioles. I do like some of these rules that they are testing now. Like, Do you like the robot umpire? Yeah, for, for strike zone, I love yes. that. Love it. It makes so much sense. Just love it. throw that in there. I have if some, it works. Yeah, I have. Some, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it got, it's got to work, and it's got to be perfect. By the way, I have some uniform designs for the robot ump. What do you? <laughs> I don't about? think they knew. No, it's gonna be an animatronic. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna be like Rosie here. Singing up Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't understand the largest bases, the larger bases, eighteen inches instead of fifteen. Base dealers will a, love that. Is that a safety sure. thing? Well, you know what, you know what they need I to think fix because so. the they could go I to hate. the double bag like softball. You know, one of my least favorite things. In baseball I actually want is, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the. Double I mean, bag again, too. it's a safety because Manny Machado. Get yeah. me watch him at first. At first, but one of my the one of the things I like least about baseball is a how long pitchers take between pitches, but b the slide the second base. When the foot hits the bag and bounces pop up. up, it pops up. Even though the base runner beat the throw, on the pop-up, the guy's tagged out. It was shown on replay. When everyone knows he beat him, it's just, you know, the foot popped up a little bit. No, but I like that because it then means you need to learn how to slide. I think yeah. you can make a really good slide and still pop up a little because bit. If, yeah. Because if you're dealing with the pop-up, then the next exaggerated sense is, well, I just overran second base. I don't think all guys can control when it pops up. Like when if the you're foot... good at sliding, you can. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what are we in sixth grade? Um... <laughs> I don't. I don't like the pop. Anyway, I don't know what you can do about, about the base. To yeah, hold on. The pop. This brings me back to the twenty second. Yeah. How does that twenty second pitch clock work with the guy leading off? Because you know you th- look to the guy at first base. I think they said that it wouldn't be in effect with with, with men on with a runner on because if there's a twenty second pitch clock. And I'm the guy on first base. I'm watching that clock, and I'm taking off at zero. Exactly. That's why they can't really enforce it that well with guys on. So I think that's a problem that they got to work out. But uh, <laughs> right. Right. you just see it on one second, and you take off. <laughs> Wait, I mean, it's what they. It's what happens in football, right? You see one second left on the the play clock in football, and sure. climb and yeah. rush in. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then they whistle it dead. <laughs> I mean, I guess the pitchers could take advantage of it too. Is at zero turn and throw it to the first baseman? Yeah, or add offsides to the offsides. How about that's this? just ridiculous? How about defen- defensive shifts will be banned? I've been always a fan of that. <laughs> how how, how do you enforce that, that? 
You put a little orange cones you, in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, do you put cones out you there? Have to stand behind. <laughs> no, you do. You do a a do you do a range that the second baseman lives in? A range the shortstop yeah. lives in. Do you in. put big circles around them? You don't put them in real life, but the you chalk put a, outlines. You, you, you wear, have them wear the shot collar. They get shocked if they get out of their yeah, zone. All right, we'll go with the shot collar. And you get a baseball field that looks like a high school gymnasium where different color lines for different sports, whatever is supposed to be played out I'm there. I'm a fan of banning the shift, but it'll never happen. That'll never happen. I, I, I have seen some people bring it up to, to where it's not banning, but limiting. So basically, like, basically the, the second bag – second base bag is the barrier right where the third baseman shortstop no matter where they're at they have to be on the left side right of the second right. base bag or like you know especially if you're going to like a chris davis type shift you know your shortstop is gonna be playing right behind the and bag that, and that's his limit right. right that's how i think you handle it is is something like that but i don't see that ever happening i like i decided no. that they need to limit it it'll be like their uh challenge flags you get two shifts per game no, I, also- <laughs> I saved all my shifts for the ninth inning because I know Chris Davis is coming up. You don't no, need like a shift for Chris oh. Davis. Well, now they're shifting to, to, to some teams are playing certain players with four guys in the outfield yeah. and only three in the infield. I saw that with well, Bryce Madness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're doing it to Gallo. They're doing it to, to Gallo in Texas too. That the the, uh, the Astros started that last year, the year before, where they would throw Bregman out in left field. Well, it's like how we're seeing in football how they use, nonsense. especially on defense, <laughs> are using positions differently than they have for years. Right. Um, all right. The uh, time between innings reduced to one forty-five instead this, of two minutes. That'll never like come to the majors because it. Me. But TV commercials, it'll but, never but come. You'll see it happen in the NFL. Oh yeah, do commercials, commercials on during the warm-up. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, three bat minimum. Love three, it for pitchers entering a game. I love it. Oh, I, I love thought it meant like that three bats. Great. Like if you break your bat twice in a game, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're, you're gonna go up there without a bat. <laughs> You only get three bats yeah. a game. <laughs> now, would you enforce this rule to be three batters no matter what, or three batters or end of an inning? Yeah, or the end, uh, of, or the end of the inning. Because if you have a guy coming in, basically, you know, with two outs in the eighth inning, yeah. and you don't want that guy pitching the ninth inning, yeah, right. you, you know, basically, yeah. his job is get us out of the eighth. Yeah. We have Britain coming in for the ninth. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Well, And it's not slowing up the game at that point because you have an – and I don't want right. to have to say walk two guys and then get the third guy out. <laughs> yeah. Or we talked about that before. Like if you put a closer in for the get the last two outs, then he actually needs to get three outs. So it's a four out inning. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if there's one out in the ninth inning and you bring in your closer to get the last two outs, but he's required to get three outs, all of a sudden we're talking about a four out inning. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Extend the game. Yeah, the game can't end because the pitcher needs four out. He needs to get that third out. That's why you don't. You if you're bringing in close, you have to bring in nobody out. Can we change the save rule that the save rule is required to get three outs? I like that. Yeah. All right. Or or we said we talked about this before. You guys are brain dead. And then if it and then if he gets the last out, then he he has to get the first out (laughs) of the next game. (laughs) The next day, he's the starter. I like that. I like like that spin. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right, uh, no mound visits unless the pitcher is removed from the game or medical issues, which you think would then also just remove him from the game. Um, I don't know why these guys don't need any mound visits. Microphones and headsets like football would solve that issue. Yes, please. Yeah, low earpiece. All right, and then uh, move the mound back two feet this is to 62 one. and a half feet. This I don't understand one. this one. This is like... They they took some like serious rules and they thought about them and then they said all right one more rule let's get crazy right let's just move the mound back and not like right. let's move the mound back like a couple inches 
That's two feet. Right. I'm, I'm surprised, surprised they didn't change the height at the same time and really mess with pitchers. Now, the first reaction by a lot of people is that this incredibly makes it easier on the hitters because they, they have a lot more time to see if yeah. it's a strike or not. However, this could also work in pitchers' favors. You're going to see a lot more breaking balls this way. There's a lot more time for, for pitches to break out of the zone. Yeah. You can get a lot more break on pitches. But how much way. does well, that and, two feet affect your arm? Yeah. Like, does it put more strain on your arm? I, I wouldn't think so at all. Ah, they're throwing just as hard, I would imagine. What's the, the point of it? Well, I is think, it a safety? No, I Take think no. further away from the bat. What's the point? I think the point they is, want more offense. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think, and it's a good point, right? The problem with baseball now is everybody strikes out all the time, and nobody cares. And they want more balls in play. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the other the first advantage I thought so about let's get rid of strikeouts is the base runner has an extra second, right? With with the ball taking long to get true. there. Yeah, um, yeah, you'll get to steal. Especially with that pitch clock combined with that, Atlanta and, gets and the bigger base. Aggressive. Yes, all <laughs> three. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> yeah. all, all these, Hender- all, all these rules. They want more stolen bases. Yeah. That's what it is. Ricky Henderson's records are in uh, uh, dire straits. Right. They should just add a rule on here: no leadoffs. But I, I could get- Billy Hamilton would still steal bases. <laughs> yeah, he still would. Um, but I, I could get behind like moving it like six inches just to see. Okay, let's see how six inches affects the offense of the, of the game. Well, I don't think six inches makes a difference. Two feet, that'll make it. That'll be let us see whether or not it changes. Oh, I think six inches makes a big difference. (laughs) And aren't these uh, aren't they putting these rules into play like halfway through the season? Uh, uh, No, no respect for the. What is the independent league? Do they are they required to do whatever the baseball says? Whatever the baseball says. Whatever the baseball says. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do they have no freedom? Um, They're like. Aren't they independent? Well, that's where like a lot of Are veterans go to kind of rebuild themselves and try to get picked up by a team. I know my boy Steve Rydens was there, but is that uh, is that that doesn't sound independent to me? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Isn't the Aberdeen Ironbirds an independent team? If they just have know. a contract with the Orioles or D- something, D- D- Dylan, if the baseball came to you or your softball league and they said we're going to move your mound back t- two feet, would you just roll over like a puppy and and move your mound back two feet? Honestly, that'll be perfectly fine because I piss a lot of guys off when I'm pitching, and they tend to just hit line yeah. drives at me all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they'll, do that. they'll do that. I vote That's for right. moving back the softball mound, yeah. and if you could Josh move it a little that. to the left or right, because I'm tired of hitting pitchers. The uh, <laughs> the three things we just talked about with the the pitch clock and the the fat base and moving the pitcher's mound back, uh, and you said eliminating leadoffs uh, in order to uh, keep well, that, it even keel with the, the base list. runners. We just added. I know. Then. There's no more pickoff attempts. That also saves time in the game, too. That's true. Nobody's getting picked off if you can't lead. That's true. The Orioles game this year are going to slow down a lot because we got a lot of speed, a lot of pick, 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 pick off attempts. Uh, That's a good point. I love point, when a pitcher tries to pick like four or five pickoff attempts and the crowd like lets doing. them have it. <laughs> yeah. I always, I move after the first one, by the way. I don't have to wait until number four. I think the Atlantic League should just add ghost runners to the mix wow. while, they're, while they're throwing everything else out there. I like the idea of a designated runner. A designated runner? Yeah. Can we you get that for that Trumbo? Yeah, look for Trumbo. <laughs> Literally, as right. soon as he hits the ball, he tags a guy and he runs. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I yeah, thought that's what uh, <laughs> Albert Pujols had that for a while, didn't he? If they can have it right out of the box <laughs> yeah, as right. soon as he hits it. Right. Like Cedric <laughs> Mullins is there in like a running position right, right <laughs> next to him. Yeah. With even like one of those things like the track runners have. The little starting block. Yeah, yeah, starting block. That's it. Are you guys done? Yeah, <laughs> it's meaningless and it has no meaning. Terrell Suggs is no longer a Raven. Oh, is it official? Is it official? I thought it was. He's a Cardinal. I thought he signed with the Cardinals. He, 
Is that not I was going to shut the show I down. I thought you were no. breaking news. Oh, no, no that's go. not breaking news. I thought everyone already tweeted that. No, I, it, he's with the Cardinals. I don't think it's a – well, I don't think it's official yeah, yet. Yes. It, article here says Arizona Cardinals agreed to sign pass rusher Terrell Suggs. Is Jason Lackenpaka not a reliable source? He's one of the most unreliable sources out there, in nothing, my opinion. N- nothing can become official until, I think, Wednesday. That's the actual signing, right? Right. Period. This is the the legal tampering period for, for whatever reason. Which obviously, uh, with, ha- Jeff- with how quickly these guys are signing, they were obviously illegally tampering beforehand. Oh, if that's true, that makes me right. sad. The Suggs is the last jersey I have for somebody Jeff who's Zebrath actually still on the team. Uh, said the Raven officials sound like they were taken surprised by Suggs informing them that he was signing elsewhere. They believed that he would ultimately come back. Hmm. Of course, this is he played um, his, his college ball in Arizona. Right, is sure. He, is he from there? Is that where he grew up? I believe so. I think um, he's an Arizona guy. So this no, is, he was born in Minneapolis. Weird. Well, that, that's close to Arizona. Good thing he got out of there. <laughs> Good enough. Um, so, I, so for him, I'm sure this is kind of him wanting to go home to play his last year. Well, I, I think it's also him wanting to stick it to Baltimore for saying for not signing him when they had the chance. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot long. I mean, he was he's from what the 2003 draft class. That's an incredible amount of time to stay with one franchise. Sure. He made this decision really fast. As Dude, did remember, a lot of free agents. Yeah, like remember yeah. back when Ray Lewis was a free agent and we had to deal with for like weeks of like rumors and then him going to the Cowboys and visiting and right. stuff. Yeah. Well, also like you weren't allowed to talk to the free agents. I guess Twitter up until has like changed. Today. Or, or they have, yeah, but we didn't see it in Twitter. In place exactly. Today. Right. Hmm. Exactly. And, and yet they're going to get Bryce Harper for tampering because you mentioned. I want uh, Mike Trout. Right. Because he, <laughs> he, two years. He'd like the best player in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we get uh, Terrell Suggs. That's a sad. That is like the changing of a guard, right? That was the last kind of remaining guy. Yeah, that's one I'm legitimately bummed about. If he goes, I now have. Yeah. If it's true, no jerseys. Jones and Suggs, Baltimore to Arizona. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Caleb Joseph. You don't want to say my T.J. McFarland, T.J. <laughs> McFarland, <laughs> Christian That's... Walker. They're oh, all Christian over there. Walker, yeah, yeah. yeah him. Is he still putting up huge numbers at AAA? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if I was starting, I'm sure he's team, having a big spring. Walker. Yeah. I'm sure Christian Walker's having a big spring. Yeah. Uh, all right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to another edition of Section Three to Six. Dylan, thanks for joining us. Um, Thank if you. They, if they want to follow you, your articles and stuff on Twitter. How can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at D Atkinson 94 on Twitter. Yeah. He's a great follow. Um, 94. Is that when you first got your Twitter account? Uh, 94. <laughs> <laughs> that is when I was born. It used to be OU, but I'm not with Orioles and censored anymore. So oh, sad. I, had to, I had to switch it somewhere. What, what happened? Is anyone with the Orioles and censored anymore? Back, back Orioles and censored is not with the Orioles and censored anymore. Uh, what just, happened there? We just, just closed up shop. Close up shop. All right. Yep. Did you Don't, say you were born in 94? Yeah, I just want to make you feel I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. That's why I asked that. What's uh, the host of that was John, right? Um, yes. Yep. What, what's he up to? Um, You don't keep just, in touch just, anymore? Just, just a little bit here What happened? So, Did it fall out? Was there some drama there? You guys <laughs> the, getting it's going to uh, be like real podcast. <laughs> real housewives. Right. Not, not too much drama. Just, just decided it was time. We weren't really posting that much anymore and everything. Yeah. Just and then he said something about it. your mother or something? What happened here? Uh, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, Josh. If if we ever get done this podcast, if we ever disband, yep. I'm never talking to you guys again, <laughs> except Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's fine. Easter, right. maybe Easter. What about Valentine's Day? No, no, you're not getting a Valentine's Day card from me. I'll talk to you every time my wife FaceTimes you. Yeah. 
Sounds I'll be in the background. What if you only return for Birdland Radio? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <I> Triumphant <laughs> return. Right. Oh, Birdland Radio. March, yeah, March 31st. 31st. Three weeks. Less than three weeks. Also, next week, guys. We got like 10 teams lined up. 10, uh, 10 shows yeah. lined up, I think. Maybe more. Is it's Dylan, a lot. Is Dylan going to be there? We'll that's see. up to Dylan. I, I, I uh. see if the schedule allows it. Dylan, uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, if Dylan can make well, it. Was he not invited? This is awkward now. No, he's been invited. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't have a show anymore, so we got to squeeze him on another show. Okay. Can we have a Utah Street Report show? We could if anyone from Utah Street would respond. Do you want to get into that? Do you know who I want from Utah Street Report? We can't get him because he's in Maine. Actually, we do have I a I want couple. my boy Jonathan French down here. Yeah, we don't have I Jonathan think. French. I like his I think Paul Vale is from Utah Street, right? Isn't Paul Vale right for Utah Street? Yes. Yes, All he right. does. He's, he's coming. So we have a right. little bit of Utah Street. All right. I'm sorry. We were wrapping the show up and then I got sidetracked. It's all right. I made a bunch of whole new uh, shirts. Oh, yeah. So you should check out. Put up a bunch of new shirts on Section Yeah, they're actually, they're actually pretty cool. Um, I get a text asking, what does caution wet floor mean? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Thanks well, for listening. Gonna, gonna try <laughs> That's to, I said. Thanks for listening. Going to try to uh, push the shirts more this year by, by coming up with random shirts like caution wet floor and aggressive mistakes. And look next week for BM King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Uh, you can follow. Uh, also, next week's the big show. You know it's next week. Another guest, right? No, it's <laughs> the, it's the mar- reading of your March it's Madness the brackets. Like, the, the reading of brackets. The oh. annual reading of my ma- March mad- mad- Madness. Oh, just another guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> March Madness is the guest. That's right. That's right. right. And you guys always disrespect, disrespect my bracket, but not this year. I'm not going to let you guys disrespect Are you going to have Liberty winning at all? Uh, no. I'm not a homer, but Final Four, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for, for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Diamondbacks. <laughs> and go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.